tonight on Eureka Cast. Now, the 2023 mayoral runoff in Chicago may be over, but questions remain. Brian Urlacher was slated to sack the vote, yet not a single election map shows him even listed. Evidence of a conspiracy, or is it the great feint of a master political tactician? Signe Windmill joins us in the studio tonight, scholar of the occult and local politics wonk to lend an expert opinion. The following program is an artistic work of fiction and falsehood. The views expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the broadcasters or the management thereof. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Eureka Cast Now. I'm glad you're here. My name is Professor Rowan Meadowlark, PhD, and I'm an adjunct professor in light working here at the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Science. Welcome to Simon Amy's Eureka Cast Now, where science meets technology meets you. Joining me, as always, is media disruption developer Kai Hubris. What's What's up? Uh, this is this is a big time in all of our lives. There is a new mayor in Chicago. It might not be the mayor that we hoped it would be but i'm excited either way i just i was i'm just glad i was invited well i mean were you though what do you mean what are you referring to being invited to because we did not get invited to something which is why we're, we're doing this right now well i was invited I, I was invited to the to the democratic machine coding a challenge and <laughs> we went in and coded the machine uh, you gotta you gotta refresh it every time there's a new a new politician. They get the top coders all over the city of Chicago to come in and do a do a factory reset on that thing. Does that involve like plugging it in and unplugging unplugging it and plugging it back in? Is that sort of the 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 vibe? Oh yeah. So what we got to do is we got to turn on the machine. We then we got to hold down Control F1 so we enter into BIOS, and then we got to play with the drivers in there. Right, and uh, have Brian Johnson, is he pro? Brandon Johnson. Brandon Johnson. Brandon Johnson. Brian Johnson? Brandon Brandon Johnson. Well, I mean, that should go to tell the listener exactly how much I'm personally invested in this, um, especially. You're you're apolitical? Well, I mean, the show is apolitical. So it needs to be said, this is a science and technology show. We do not talk about anything unless it is related to science and or technology. And um, in that purview is political science, to yes. be fair. Um, that involves, brings in a lot of statistical things. Um, Absolutely. Statistical things, uh, socio-scientific things. Psychological, phrenological, um, all of the ologicals. graphs, uh, pie charts if we're lucky. Airborne surveillance, perhaps. That's science. Phone, phones, phones. But yes, so uh, we are here to talk about the mayoral election, as we mentioned earlier. And sort of the the um, inciting incident for all of this was the fact that we have once again been refused, uh, refused, excluded, spurned, perhaps from the normal WLPN election coverage, uh, the roundtable that they had. Um, yeah. I had reached out personally to station management at WLPN, as we are longtime contributors to the station. Mm-hmm. And they said no. Uh, they said absolutely not. They asked what we could provide to them. I said a unique perspective, and they said they had plenty of those already. So 
I went to Simon Amy, the individual who actually provides all the editorial discretion to the program, mm-hmm. who provides the um, the resources that we need to go out live every week. And I asked for him to intercede on our behalf. Mm-hmm. And he did not. So um, we were excluded. And I would think, you know, unlike what Kai, Kai, yeah, we were not invited. We were not invited. Yeah, we were not invited to the Lumpen thing. And unfortunately, we were not invited to whatever event was taking place at Simon Amy. I would assume he had a he had a different kind of shape. They had a round table at Lumpen. Well, that was another thing I brought up with station management. They said they didn't have room for us. Yet it is a round table. That's the whole point There's of no a round table. There's no size. Infinite size. You could fit as many people as you want, and yet, yet we were told no. So exactly. we're doing our own bit of a round table, maybe more of a, um, a, uh, a council of three, because joining us in the studio tonight is Signe uh, Windmill, a former guest, mm-hmm. current guest. Uh, author, uh, occultist, and local policy wonk. Thank you. Welcome to the program. Welcome, Sydney. You're very welcome for having me in your home. So, so, uh, so we're going to be talking about. So, we're going to be talking about something very specific uh, that we love to talk about. But why don't we get a? I, I'm kind of curious, uh, Signe. What um, what were you doing election night? How was that? How was that experience for you? Watching, watching it go down. Well. I had been projecting beyond our realm, and as I was crossing the plane, I saw that the polls were coming in. And, mm-hmm. you know, from from my experience, I realized that, you know, I had already expected that what we had expected was not going to happen. So I expected our expectations to be breached. And they okay. were. They and were they absolutely breached. And I might, if I may uh, just uh, jump in on that, I will say that there is very... There is uh, not much of a better time to go astral projecting than during an election. Um, just get as far away from all of the the drudgery and the hot air and the arguments just away on a silvery breeze in the ether, waiting for everything to settle. You come back and it's it's fresh. It's like a fresh start. Some people like to go out and get themselves a little treat, maybe a little frappuccino, the local coffee shop. You like to astral project. Like is not the correct word for it. Well, why don't we get into some background? So the last time you were on, Signe, uh, 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 we were talking about we were talking about law, specifically um, uh, water law. If yes, I recall. yes, that's true. Right. Well, the last time we had you on, you were discussing your latest book, Unmasking the Demiurge: What Every Woman Needs to Know. Um, and I, with it, without retreading too much of that ground, um, what I thought was really interesting about that was this quantum parse syntax that it was written in. Um, could you just talk about that for a second? Well, it's the only operative legal language. If your legal documents are not in quantum parse syntax, they're simply not real. Mm-hmm. Did you know that, you know, Donald Trump, Joe Biden. Yes, um, I know them. George Soros, they all only write in quantum grammar. Brian Johnson. Brandon Johnson. Brian Johnson. Brandon Johnson. Both Brian and Brandon Johnson only write in quantum grammar. You need to look at the mayoral notepads. Lori Lightfoot's um, inability to grasp the flow and the float of quantum grammar actually probably led to her defeat in the um, in the first round of these elections. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's just dive into it. Yeah, then. Let's, I think let's get this, into I it think then. this is quite interesting. Do you, so, what, what, so six six went in, three came out. That's right. Um, there was Chewy. It's Chewy. There Let's, was, okay, how many can we name everybody? There was Willie Wilson. Willie, good old Willie. There was Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson. There was Pete Vallis. Paul. 
There's Brian Urlacher and um, there was way more than six, to be completely frank. Right. There was another one. There was another one on the list. I there was know. Jamal Green. There uh, was a few more people. Right. So more than and six you know, went in. Shout out to Willie Wilson, who is one of the archons. <laughs> yes. You know, he made his name in, in archaeology. Um, but needless to say, at the end of the night last time, we came out with the first time in, in Chicago history. We had a three-way runoff tie between... Uh, <laughs> Brian Johnson... <laughs> Brandon Johnson, Pete Vallis, Paul Vallis, and Brian Urlacher. Yeah, yeah. The only one that we care to remember the name of is uh, is is Brian Urlacher, who's always been. And this is not based on any po- particular political opinion or alignment. This is just hard science and statistical fact. He's always been our scientifically our favorite. Right. We we have access to a number of models um, and sort of. Uh, down to earth, uh, just uh, talking with people, surveys, uh, as well as uh, the ability to look at different amounts of web traffic, and all mm-hmm. of our models were showing a Brian, or sorry, Brian Urlacher would absolutely just uh, sack Ob- the obliterate, vote. yeah, sack the vote, obliterate the vote. Well, I mean, that is, um, you know, that is to be expected. That's what we thought. Um, there was an auspicious sign over his birth in which it was in which both the stars and the entrails, which is very rare to have an alignment of stars and entrails, mm-hmm. said that one day Brian Urlacher would wear the purple. Right. And, and, I, and it's frankly, it's it's quite impressive. It is. Um, it, it almost shows and we'll get into a bunch of these theories about what happened. But seemingly on the face of it, the fact that uh, Brian did not win this election, it's somehow even more impressive that he was some that he was able to break the flow of fate of the fates. Well, no, I'm, I, I don't say this lightly. We're in a new timeline now. Well, I mean, in it, it, time will tell if this is uh, the the good timeline or the goatee evil timeline um, with the way things have worked it out. It could be a third or even a fifth. It's uh, that's uh, that's a lot of numbers to keep track of. Um, I mean, it, it is possible that when when Brian Urlacher regrew his hair, he also grew a little goatee. That's a, that's a splitting point. That 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 could be a splitting point. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a good question. I mean, since this is a roundtable, we want to have a free flow of ideas here. We're 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 discussing the issues. Do you think Brian Urlacher would have had better luck if he was not bald? What are we thinking on that? It honestly depends. We need to go talk to the Sybil because it's sometimes, you know, the Sybil will say that a hairy man or a hairless man will rise. And we need to see what the Sybil has said. I have the access to some of the Sybil's writings, but really they're in a vault in town square and only the mayor and the mayor's cabinet can see it. Well, that's awfully convenient now because now we may never find the truth if the mayor has access to it. One of us would need to um, arise to the mayoracy. Mm -hmm. To be able to bring the vault open, I and I, I feel I feel like we haven't ex- explicitly said it, but the the thing is, so we have these three candidates: uh, Brian Urlacher, Brandon Johnson, Paul Vallis. Uh, Brandon Johnson is the is, according to, according to the powers that be, the polls, he is the one that has won. Um, and then from Brian Urlacher, we saw him, you know, after the the first election. Uh, we, we we heard from him, but he then swore he swore to return. He swore to return upon uh, upon his golden football. He swore uh, to return, and then radio silence at a certain point. Um, we can't exactly pinpoint when it happened, but full full force, and then suddenly, 
uh, a few days before the election. We not a, not a peep. Um, we there were a few theories about what happened, but he he vanished, and it's not surprising that in that circumstance, some some sort of other conniving forces and factors were at play that allowed him to somehow not only lose the election, but in some cases not even be on the ballot. Have you considered that this is perhaps um, a Fabian tactic um, in which, you know, he is avoiding the fields of battle for the sake of exhausting his opponent and avoiding um, avoiding losses of his troops and of his legions and of his votes. I mean, this is this is a strategy that we've seen on the football field time and time again. Is that he would uh, he would exhaust his opponents to be able to more easily take them down. So it is very uh, it is very likely. Yeah, and that is why the title of this episode is the Great Faint because mm-hmm. it seems I personally in my mind palace my mind. I refuse to think that this is not the the, the lack of the Brian Urlacher showing, the lack of showing on his part. There is no way that that was not a part of a plan. I think it's just a matter of sussing out exactly what that plan was, Mm -hmm. what he was trying to do. If there were extra circumstances that complicated that, so be it. But this has been a this was a tactical move on his part to not engage with the runoff elections. I think that is safe to say. He is a he's a master chess he's a chess master. But that does not but him not um participating in his own campaign, I mean that in itself is not indicative of uh, a, a campaign that that couldn't uh, possibly work out for him which yeah, is yeah it's po- like we've done the calculations even if he never showed his face at all we still believed him to to be the winner there are powers that be here that are beyond the control of normal politics. Right. And and that's why it's so surprising that we did not see a single vote cast. Not, not a one. single. Um, you know, you look at, the for, for example, the WBEZ election map and you have blue on one side, orange on the other. Maybe that's a hint. Maybe that, that's an, <laughs> it's an Easter egg. You know, often when you can't see something, it's not because it's not there. It's because you haven't done the proper initiatory rights to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've done some of them. I have not yet become fully in the order. But the barrier islands of Chicago were full of Brian Urlacher votes. But, you know, it just doesn't it doesn't show to to those who have not done the rights. And I, I hear that if you write something in lemon juice, then you can use a flame to uncover it on your sheet of paper. Perhaps perhaps it was written in a special ink on the ballot. Well, you know what? That that brings up an excellent um and you bring up an excellent point, Sydney, Thanks, on um with regards to the Far East side, the mm-hmm. inhabitants of the Far East side. A historically um, underdeveloped part of Chicago, a historically overlooked, um, primarily because of the you know spires covered in mist and uh, semi-translucent nature of yeah. their their inhabitants. And so early on, early on, we thought that that would go to Brian Urlacher just because of his his smooth shiny. Right, right. But you know, it, it actually was um, a very tough race between Urlacher and Vallis in those spots. Yeah. Because remember, Vallis promised to bring the Hellenistic era back from his Greek, um, his Greek background, mm-hmm. and you know, he promised he was going to increase no-show jobs, sell O'Hare to the Chinese. <laughs> And fully develop the archipelago. Well, the At- the Atlantean community on the far east side is uh-huh. is rather significant, um, and and those are very promising. And right, and they do speak they do speak um, you know it is a very unique dialect of it, but they, they do speak Greek, um, much like the Byzantines. Yes, and, and you know, and it's so it's not surprising in a way that that they went for Pete Vallis, but ultimately Paul. the fact. <laughs> 
you know, it was, it was, a, it was a big, it was a big, um, a big split. <laughs> Um, and and yet and yet the maps the maps show nothing for Brian Urlacher. Yeah. There is it's as if it were a waking dream. We have opened our eyes, and now um, the individual that, uh, by all accounts, was headed to the mayor's office is nowhere to be seen, with no trace, no evidence that they were ever a serious contender. It's mm-hmm. very it's very interesting, and we have a number of theories we're going to get to yes. in the second half of the show. Um, but that's sort of the background. Um, I'm turning it over to you, Signe. Um, you, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. You know, what one does in the polling place is between them and the deities they worship. Mm-hmm. But who did you come out for? Uh, we, we I will be the first to admit I was a straight Brian Urlacher down the ticket, um, right ends across the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Kai? I mean, we've talked about this enough. Brian Urlacher, all the way. What I decided to do was I actually crossed out the other the other names uh, just to make it explicitly clear that I was voting for Brian Urlacher, and then I, I did my best to draw a little picture of Brian Urlacher next to him, his name. Well, as a Vestal Virgin, I have um, I've made a swear I've made um, an oath to abstain from both the flesh and from the ballot. Hmm. That is part of the role. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be executed if I cast my ballot. Now, I, you know, that's that's really quite interesting that, that, that you should bring that up. I, I did not realize that the sort of uh, esoteric rights of um, the virgins, as it were, re- required abstinence from voting. That's that's fascinating. Yes, yes. Um, you know, in the position of um, a confessor, a confessee, mm-hmm. um, in which I must take, there is there should be no spot in which I must confess um my personal opinion onto the world. It should all be what the gods channel through me. Mm-hmm. Be the gods who they may. It changes most days. Mm. I personally, I'm personally more in the uh, in line of uh, only voting after marriage. Well, <laughs> well. So yeah. So um, that's the Brian Urlacher situation. That's the Brian um, Urlacher saga. Um, and, and and frankly, we we still think that it's. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't want to. You know, prelude what's going to come. We're going to be talking about this in great detail, but I don't think the saga is over. I think the saga continues on Brian Urlacher. Well, absolutely. You know, I think that uh, regardless of the forces at will, there is no chance this is the last we've heard of him yeah. in this capacity as a as a politician. It's like that. It's like that one football game where he was running for, for the end zone, and uh, he he fell down and his leg went. One a wild direction, and we thought he was down for the count. We thought he was out for good, but then he comes stumbling back. He lifts his arm victoriously into the sky. The crowd, everybody starts cheering, even the opposing team, and um, and he plays through that game, and he scores more touchdowns than any lineman out there. Yes, and remember, he does command um, tremendous personal loyalty from the troops. Mm-hmm. He marched on foot in their great <laughs> battle against the Teutones. And people remember him at the head of their legions. He's a true leader. He was on. He was always on the. He was always on the football horses. And you know, he he recovered five stolen eagles that had gone missing um, when the um, the past um, the past legions had disappeared into the Bobian woods. He right. was the one that finally. He finally returned their eagles. Do you remember the triumph down State Street that happened yeah. when he brought those in? That was one of the best days in Chicago history. The Philadelphia Eagles, yeah. Yeah. Um, when they brought out those football players in cages to uh, have uh, various rotting food thrown at them, that was 
that wasn't necessarily – I found it a tiny bit tacky, but I understand how politics work. You have to rile people up. You have mm-hmm. to get people excited for what they're um, – for who they might be voting for. You have to make people think and feel. And and, and, and to that uh, further point, I think that uh, another one of these policies uh, that came from his experience um, working with, uh, you know, in sort of these troop environments, sort of leading um, various legionnaires and what have you – uh, the idea that he had to uh, have the CTU, uh, the Chicago Teachers Union, uh, decimate their uh, their crew to be able to, um, you know, make budget shortfalls better, uh, you know, line them up in groups of 10 and then, um, you know, command the nine to beat the lowest performing of the 10 to death. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, um, was, once again, not for me, but very innovative. And uh, it's more innovation. We're make- going to have to do unpopular things to fix the pension shortfall. And, and that's the, and that's what the Chicago. It's nice to see the Chicago Democrats uh, to be distinguished from the National Democrats, the DNC. The Chicago Democrats yeah. really investing in um, uh, in new ideas, it, now, new concepts. It was very surprising for him to come out of, as as we know, as we talked about in the past, Rowan, Brian Urlacher, uh, We can when he started, we considered him to be a single issue candidate. Mm-hmm. He only consider he. The only thing he was concerned about, uh, and he said this several times until, of course, this teacher idea that he had, the only thing he was concerned about was removing the dust from Chicago. He said that Chicago was too dusty and that he needed to make a great machine in order to remove that dust by any means necessary. And it ultimately— You know, if you you poll people— dust was the second or third most important issue and while you know that is important usually they want people want number ones yeah right so uh, you know there's um a lot of competing factors and and honestly you know what if he had simply lost i think we would still be doing the show we'd still be sort of seeing what happened there but it would not be so egregious if there was once again not this brian urlacher shaped void in uh the election coverage there is no mention of him there's no evidence of ballots being cast his name being on the ballots it's as if he and his campaign completely disappeared off the face of the earth and here's here's i think part of the reason is that uh, you know whether you're 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 pro urlacher or anti urlacher um, at this point in the election, we all thought we had him where we, we, we wanted him. We knew exactly where he was, what he stood for. Um, and then we had, a, we had a leg up on him. We finally understood a man that was, has been so misunderstood for so long. But now he's back in control. He's the puppet master again. We have no idea where he is, what he is. And he could be anywhere. Well, I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves on our theories as to what happened. And we will come. They're just so delicious. And and, um, I'm very excited to get to those. Um, But first, let's go to our data dunk and take a little break. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when we come back, we'll talk about theories. So the data dunk. Do you want to talk about the data dunk, Kai? Yeah, the data dunk. So we are partnering with the Chicago uh, Body Project, who sees Chicago as a body. There is a liver. There is skin. There's everything in between. Uh, what we do is Chicago Body Project collects data from citizens like you, from citizen scientists like you. And uh, we partner with them to collect that data. And in return, we get some data. So what we're going to be doing is we are going to be reading. Uh, Rowan, would you like to take this one over? We are going to be reading a, uh, a an expert excerpt. And all we need you to do, citizen scientist, is think. And whatever comes naturally, whatever comes out of your head, that's going to be what uh, 
what the, the, the juicy data that we collect this this week. Right, and and this is this is messaging that comes from the Chicago Body Project. Yeah. As Kai said, they provide a great deal of support to the program, and so this is what we do in return for them. Um, and frankly, it's it's not even a uh, a small thing. It, it's a it's a tiny thing to do for the time it takes you to drink one cup of coffee a day. That's time that you could be donated to the Chicago Body Project for their data. Um, so here's the data dunk. <clears throat> I was listening to my favorite internet content creator the other day, and wouldn't you know it, right before the cake went into the oven, bam, an ad. In my haste to press that skip button, I knocked over my mixing bowl right onto my laptop. What an expensive mess. What if there was a way to skip ads using just your voice the next time you're trying to bake a cake for Little Timmy's birthday party? All right, I think we got it. Yeah, we got it. This is this is looking good. Thanks everybody for participating. Your data, uh, if you it's in good hands, you're gonna feel lightheaded, but just eat a granola bar and you'll be okay. Right. And so uh, we're going to take a very short five minute break. When we return, we will continue the great faint. What happened to sacking the vote with our guest, Signe uh, Windmill? Uh, please stay tuned. Stay tuned. And we are back. We're back. We are talking, Brian Lacker. what happened to sacking the vote? Yep. We, uh, uh, As we do tonight's episode of Eureka Cast now, uh-huh. um, the great faint joining us in the studio is Signe Windmill, author, occultist, and local, politi- local policy wonk uh, here to talk about what went down with the 2023 Chicago, Ma- Chicago mayor Ma- election. Yep. Um, so uh, we talked earlier. We had Pete Vallis, Brian Johnson, Paul Vallis, Brandon Johnson, and Brian Urlacher. And Brian Urlacher, yes. The first three-way runoff election in mayoral history. A triumvirate, if you would. Um, a trinity. A gang the father, of the son. gang of three, perhaps. And three yet, musketeers. And yes, menage a trois. Now that we have entered into the afterglow of this menage a trois, <laughs> we find that one of the members is missing, completely gone, as if they never even existed, as if Brian Urlacher was not even in on the ballot. To be fair, I did not vote. I cannot confirm from firsthand experience. Mm-hmm. Signe, I believe you were astral projecting at the time? Yes, indeed. Uh, I drew a picture of a football man well, I was, on my I was, I was present and watching, but not fully present, where you can be in a hyperposition of two states at once. Mm-hmm. Right, and I mean, when you're in that sort of astral realm and that slip space between the planes, you know, you're constantly getting barraged with all sorts of um, psychogenic imagery and, and psychedelic uh, uh, feelings. So it's right. hard to even keep track of something like all that. Right. So on place, if you wanted to, on the on here on Yuri Cast now on our science and technology show, let's finally answer the question, or at least pose some theories to what happened to Brian Urlacher, why he was so missing when we all thought he would sack the vote. The hero, we needed a hero, and he was not there. Yeah. Where was he? Hopefully. Well, we'll see if time. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see what time we'll see. tells. All right. So, Brian Lacker, there he is. Um, what do you think about us going right into the first theory at this point? I think we're in a great, I think I think we're ready to go. What's, okay. So, these are it's the theories. It's auspicious to start now. Yes. These are theories that we have used simulations, Tech Brothers and Simon Amy Spirit Science simulations 
to calculate the most probable theories for what happened to Brian Urlacher. and we're going to have our squared values with them, which is how, how we know that this is science. That this is science, and that's how you know this is a science and technology program. Yeah. All right, let's get into not that. a politics program. We are not a politics program. We're not a politics program. We are a political science program political science. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the first theory, as well as a spirit science program, all of the time. The first theory. The first theory is called the prestige. The prestige uh, is the theory, and, and this is this is one that I really like. Um, because all these theories, there is some truth to them. Um, the first theory is that there were over, we can't really pinpoint the number, but over 12 trucks carrying what we believe to be almost exclusively the Erlacher vote. All the ballots that were voting specifically for Brian Erlacher, they went missing on their way to being counted. They were never counted. They were filled out. They were put into their little ballot holes. They were loaded on the truck as all ballots are on their way to the counting place. And they went auspiciously missing. Right. And, and, and to uh, sort of back up this theory, we do have from numerous anonymous sources, numerous eyewitness reports that uh, – they, they, they saw the trucks on Morgan Avenue, and then by the time the trucks made it to Michigan Avenue, no, they weren't there. No trucks. Where'd they go? Where'd they I go? Mean, it's well known that there's many pocket dimensions between those streets. Exactly. And one particular one, uh, we have a quote from an anonymous source that said that they saw the trucks go into one side of Lower Wacker Drive and never come out the other. Now, now, CB, I, 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 I don't want to, I don't want to quibble with you. I don't want to get into some sort of argument. I don't necessarily disagree with the idea of pocket dimensions, but don't you think? That it's much more likely that the mole people of Lower <laughs> Wacker perhaps came out and intercepted the trucks. I mean, w- 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 does, that seems more likely to me than pocket dimensions, well, I frankly. Mean, it, it's both possible. We just don't know what happens. Where there are several spots that these trucks could have gone astray. Um, you know, I, I'm sure that the drivers of those trucks, if they're not in a pocket dimension, their bones are being picked clean over the fires in the pots. Let's not let's not forget the possibility. We, as we all know, the theories that uh, Lower Wacker Drive was constructed as sort of like a Winchester mystery house, with twists and turns and missing stairwells. Oh yeah, and the, and the lower parts, the lower Lower Wacker Drive. Uh-huh. You know, the Mega Micra have been living there for decades. Absolutely. It's true. You you go in, and who knows where they end up, ended up. And uh, so, I think with all of these, though, I think with all of these the uh, theories about this theory, mm-hmm. the question is: Was it intentional? Did someone make that truck go into Lower Wacker Drive or disappear wherever, or was this just a tragic error? And if well, it- I mean, have have you ever been made to go into Lower Wacker Drive by Google Maps? I've been made to do it by tormenting voices in the night. Um, the Google I, Maps. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's, it, it, it's, it's an excellent point. One wonders if there is a um, uh, something far-reaching for this, perhaps. Sure. And, and I mean, the big question is, if it was intentional, who was behind it? Was it Erlacher himself? Was it uh, a rival force? Was it Peter Vallis? Or, 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 or uh, Brian Johnson? It could be anybody. Let's go, Brian. Well, so what's the uh, what? What do we have for the, uh, the um, R squared? What's so the R squared on this so theory? So we use simulations. We calculated the po- the probability that this was true, and we have an R squared of, of 0.3. 
Not very good. Not very good. You want one for the all. I'm sure all of our citizen scientists out there who are turning in are deeply familiar with R squared. Yeah. But the best R squared is one. Yeah. It's it, we put a line over the data, and if it matches perfectly, it's one. If it doesn't, it's less than that. And the dots on this data are not particularly good. It does not mean it's not the true. We still have at least twelve missing trucks. Where they went? Anybody? We think it's Lower Wacker Drive. We don't know for sure. Uh, so what's our second theory? Second Kai? theory is called a sleeper agents. All right. Now, now I um we all kind of put our own theories out there. Uh, the three of us have been discussing this before, um before the show. Uh, this was one of the ones I put out, and um that is that the Democratic Party activated sleeper agents throughout me- the through the media propaganda, and they interceded on behalf of the two Democratic um, candidates versus the Chicago Democrat. Brian Lecker, who is the Chicago Democrat, yes. Um, So we only really have, there's not, personally, this was, again, this is one of of Rowan's theories. There's not a lot of proof, but we were able to find, we were able to find a few individuals in the Chicagoland area who had very similar similar quotes to the one you see here from another anonymous source um, who said, and I quote, I can't remember. I listened to the Lumpen Election Roundtable. The next thing I knew, I was passed out outside of my nearest polling place. And just to cut in, that is a benefit of the Rika Katz now model uh-huh. of having the electric coverage several days after the election is over. No, no longer able to impact. We we are no longer able to perhaps activate a trip word in your mind and then, you know, have you shipped to someplace to take some sort of actions yeah. at the behest of ourselves. Um Clearly, the Lumpen station does not have such scruples, at least if this person is to be believed. And frankly, if we were on that show, I don't think it would be. I think if we were there, we would make sure that there was nothing that could have possibly unlocked we, we could we could have we could have jammed the signal if we were allowed to be there. We could have interceded. Yeah. And I have a, I'm wearing in my device right now, which jams all sleeper agent signals. Well, I make sure to keep it on me at all times. I mean, you know what? It's a and, very low level device. You should upgrade that to what? To what? What's that? What's the upgrade? The fact that you're asking shows you must study more. Thank you, Sydney. He brings all of these, um, these, these. I bring all of my devices. All of these devices into the studio constantly. It causes um, RF interference with the mics. No, I. I, I keep trying to tell you, you, you can, you can meditate. You, you don't need to do these things. Rowan, no, these devices they cause RF interference. These devices undo the RF interference. It should be perfectly normal. You should try adjusting. Maybe it's your one. soap that's causing the RF interference. Fermented soap. We're not here to talk about fermented soap. I will talk about Simon Amy's incredible fermented soap so, one of these days on the here's program. The We're thing. talking about Brian or Walker tonight. Thing. We have no idea. We don't know what these sleeper agents, if they exist, what they did or what the plan was, who sent them out. There's not a lot of uh, information. It's possible that they went in, ripped up all the votes. It's possible that they blocked people from going to the polling places. Uh, who knows? Well, that's and that's I mean that it's right there in the name sleeper agents at is they are asleep until they're activated and then they go back to bed. They go back to the honk shoe mode and they are completely untrackable. That is the the insidious part of this theory as to why as to why Brian Urlacher made no showing at the polls. And that's why the theories have abounded that Brian Urlacher never sleeps is to protect himself from such things. Uh, why don't we see, why don't we see the R squared on this guy? Okay, this is a little bit more likely. It is an R squared of 0.46, almost half. 
Uh, We're not quite there, but it's it's more compelling than the bus theory, it seems, at least according to the data we've been getting. And this wouldn't be the first time that, uh, you know, there have been uh, sleeper agents involved in local politics. I believe it was the uh, dailies who were very infamous for activating sleeper agents in the judiciary, uh, the fire department, all sorts of places. With the dailies, you see their name daily, correct? Yes. That is a sign that they are um, they've been for a while priests of soul. Invictus, the unconquered son, and it is a sign of that. Yeah. Well, well, of course. I mean, and, and you know, uh, the son grants great uh, powers of healing and um, and uh, uh, benef- uh, generosity during the day, but during the night, presumably when the sleeper agents are enabled, you know, that's Where's it's the all the more powerful. Where's the nightly family? That's a great question. Theory three. There's a reason we can't see them. Just think on that for a moment. (laughs) Theory three. Uh, uh, Signe, why don't you read this one for us? Three. Frankenstein's monster. Interesting. So uh, we're not going to say whose idea this was. He was a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't know. so was Brian Urlacher. So was Brian Urlacher. Have you been to the North Pole? I can't. No, no, I can't say that I have. Not physically, I have not. Continue. Okay. Okay. So, uh, 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 yeah, Signe, why don't you read this one as well? So this is the theory on Frankenstein's monster. Brian Urlacher stood before his great machine as it crashed and grinded, quickly consuming all signs of dust, tears swelling in his eyes like a prayer. He mouthed the words, what have I wrought? He picked up a lead pipe and started smashing fascinating a visceral uh, description of, chills down my spine as uh, if i was reading the the, the modern prometheus in, in its flesh uh so yeah this ties back to something we were discussing earlier which was the main plank of brian urlacher's platform yeah was the big the gigantic powerful dust removing machine that he was personally building to, to hoover up funding himself oh, to get all of the dust out of chicago and he believed that he would only be able to use this machine if he was mayor <laughs> and uh, Sydney, what do you from from a spiritual perspective uh, from a historical perspective maybe um do you see any validity to this to this whole uh this dust uh this dust endeavor removing the dust it has never been tried, and it has never been done. Um, it was ambitious of him, mm-hmm. um, but it is he. We will say that he fits some aspects of the prophecy, but for other aspects of the prophecy, he does not quite fit. So we think that you know he is grasping at something that perhaps he was not first suited to grasp at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his desire was admirable, and he's a great man, but. Sometimes great men meet their fall by doing what singular men are meant to be, if you understand what I'm saying. Absolutely. Well, it's sort of like a golem of Prague situation. You know, you have this individual slavishly building a machine to for, for good ends, for the protection of his people, his Chicagoans. And yet um, it turns on him and, and, and the, the, the magnificence and the power of his creation is so great that he is is brought humble again. Um is it possible that Brian Urlacher did was defeated by this machine in the end? Do you think? Um, what, what do you think, Kai? What do you what think, Signe? That, that's a good point. What does he mean by what have I what have I wrought? Has he has Brian Urlacher truly met his uh, his greatest rival, or was did he make the choice? Was he in the in the driver's seat when he destroyed that machine? Uh, uh, 
what is theoretically? There's only a theory. Don't know for sure, but was he in the driver's seat? What does he mean by what have I wrought? Do do our machines operate us or do we operate the machines? I think we have to answer that question first before we go there. Maybe that's maybe that's what Brian Urlacher was torn about, and maybe uh-huh. that's why he decided to uh, sort of remove himself from this race because he felt that um, as the Chicago Democratic machine, often as the puppet master, Brian had become the puppet to his machine. Maybe that is the situation that that led to him simply simply disappearing. And you know. It is a blind spot in my eye and my projection, but at times machines synchronize. Um, you know, if they're on the same frequency, we don't know what the democratic machine did to this machine. That's an excellent point. When two machines collide. I mean, you know, um, Brian Urlacher, he's building this machine. He is being provided resources from the Chicago Democrats, a.k.a. the machine. From maybe Tech Brothers Laboratories. Maybe one of those parts to the machine came from I, I can I see where you're going for Signe. I think this is this is a very interesting question. So regardless of, of so this is theory number three, um we, we should always add the addendum that we have been whether this happened or not, it's it's speculation. Um we have certain reports that you know uh, make us believe that this this took place. We have been able to locate the remnants of the great machine, if it ever existed. Whether or not he it's it's merely conjecture, merely uh, merely conjecture that whether he actually completed this machine or not. Well, so uh, what's the R squared on that for um, our likelihood that this is the reason uh, we're, we're down again, or we're down to 0. 0.21? 0. 0.21. Well, uh, so that one's not very likely. Why don't we go on to the next one? Yeah, certainly. What do we have for theory four? Now, uh, now, Sydney, you pioneered this idea. This had been something that we completely um, overlooked. We, we, This was totally out of left field for us, and it was so fascinating, we wanted to give it its own slide. So, Kai, why don't you go ahead and cue that up for us? Yes, so there, th- there it is. Um, so this is believed uh, that the night before the election, Erlacher was approached by an individual uh, believed to be from the Roman Imperial Legion um, and was given a governorship of Syria. Yes, you know, that is one of the highest spots in the course's honorum. And, you uh-huh. know, say what you will about Brian Erlacher, but as um, a novus homo, he was able, a new man who's, you know, his no, none of his family had been uh-huh. a senatorial rank. He had been able to move up quickly through the Corsus Honorum. Yes. And had been, you know, a quaestor, um, you know, a prefect. Um, he'd even had a brief consulship. And, you know, to reach the governorship of Syria mm-hmm. would be the next step. And, you know, if he quit the city at this point, he would be safe from Brandon Johnson's purges, which are ongoing in City Hall right now and Certainly. gratefully troubling. It was be- it is believed that yes, if we knew where Brian Erlacher was, that uh, that Brandon Johnson would uh, Brian would- Johnson. Let's go, Brandon- Brian. <laughs> that he would have um he would have sent him out. Of, uh, what is it called when you when you're sent out of a city and not allowed to return? Exiled. Yeah, he would, Ex- he would have been exiled from exiled, Chicago. Exiled, yes. But, um, you know, his body would be on the steps right now, the great steps right now, sure. if um, if he had not quit the city and accepted graciously that that governorship. Certainly. Um, assuming that he had um, not, you know, assuming that he had accepted the governorship. Yeah, we don't know. You know, if, if none of these theories are correct, the fact that he's laying low is 
possibly the um, the best for the best because so, his his estate will be confiscated certainly by the Johnson regime. So uh, we, we have a quote here. We do have a quote this here. Is this quote, uh, Roan, if you can read it, this is actually from a, a major political uh, agent of Brian Rock or somebody that was working on his campaign, uh, who is being is remaining anonymous to. Yes. Uh, uh, for their their safety, their protection. Yes. Um, so uh, it's uh, this individual says um, he started f- speaking fluent Arabic. Um, it's, it started off heated, but quickly. A blanket of understanding seemed to fall on both of them. He told me we needed to make a private call, and I haven't seen him since. And this has an R squared of 0.78. This has an R squared. So this is pretty good. So we, we, we believe— th- This would be one of the most advantageous positions for yes. Brian Urlacher. The legions of Syria are massive, considering that they must square off against the Parthians quite regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so if he something... wanted to make his return, this yeah. would be a perfect platform. And he would not—he would just not have the troops or the power to enact this as mayor of Chicago. Um, and what, so, so just um, uh, because we are running a long time, but I do want to ask you, Sigmund, because this is sort of uh, this was your key theory, and obviously it is the best theory of the ones we have brought out so far. Um, what would be the crossing the Rubicon moment for um, Brian Urlacher if he was to return and and take his place as mayor, be it through um, through combat? Um, you know, some sort of uh, duel. duel. No, I I think he first must secure Egypt. Like, remember, what what, what people often think Tiberius had Germanicus killed for was Mm -hmm. entering into Egypt because that is the mayor's personal property. All of Egypt is. If the grain (laughs) from Egypt stops, Chicago shuts down. So if Brian Urlacher can control Egypt, he will be able to march his legions into Chicago uncontrolled, and he will mm-hmm. be celebrated when he opens up the flowing grain once more. Who's gonna Who's gonna watch the passageway between the Nile and Lake Michigan? Well, you know, I I just don't think that the um, the Johnson regime is equipped to doing that, which is exactly. why it is so vulnerable to Urlacher's return. The Brian Brian, uh, sorry, Brandon Brandon Johnson has has uh, has said in his arguments that he will cut down the Chicago Navy. Chicago naval forces will be right, slashed and, you know, in half. He has no loyalty in the barrier islands, and mm-hmm. I, I think that's going to come back to bite him. Yes. Uh, okay, so uh, that's uh, that's our best theory so far. Um, yes. We have we have a couple more. Um, let's let's yes. run through these real quick. two more. Okay, now I, I say we'll run through these real quick, but I this is another theory <laughs> that I run. offered. I offered. I'll just be very quickly. Pulses. This is called Theory 5, Phone, phone home. home. Okay, yeah, this theory... <laughs> This I know a, that fellow. He's a good guy. This is an alien guy that we see a picture of. <laughs> go, okay, let me read this, Rowan. Let me read this one. Sure. Brian Erlacher was called back to his home planet. So yeah. tell us about that theory, Rowan. I think it's pretty self-evident. says it right there. Brian Erlacher, you know, um, he's an alien. He went back home. He, if, he, if, you, if you've turned your eyes towards the Pleiades, there has been a heightened activity by the Pleiades. Right, sure. right, right. And I mean, you know, he has Pleiadian features. He's certainly not a reptilian, unlike a lot of, uh, you know, Chicago uh, local politicians. Mm-hmm. Um, he made is, him cont- uh, It was one of the re- ways, reasons he was he's contentious in the East Side. 
That's true. It's true. It's he he didn't have quite the features that they they enjoy um, out on the barrier reefs in Lake the, Michigan. The, the Arcturian, um, the Arcturian visage. Oh yeah. Um, and this comes from something that was recently recorded and will be added to the updated Mavbook report. I saw a football-shaped UFO departing from the site of the Erlocker and Election Night event. Uh, so anonymous source. Realistically, Erlocker would have been uh, what he was waiting the election results uh, with his party of, you know— Confidants. Uh, confidants and proponents. Um, his archons, his AIs— Yes, all of those things. Various got, cosmic representatives. Let's see the R squared on this guy. We got an R squared of, and this is by the latest state of the art uh, uh, simulations that tell us that we have an R squared of 0.01. The data, I've seen the data, it's all over the place. I think you misplaced a decimal point here. This should at least be a 0.1. I don't think that I did. All right, well, theory six. Theory six, our last theory of the night. Let's see how this one fares. And, and the, the name of, of our the program, uh, the show today, it's The Great Faint. And it was something that you te te uh, um, talked about, uh, Signe, at the very beginning of the program. This was all a tactical move to draw out those who would see him mm -hmm. lose on these smaller scales. And, you know, this is not mutually exclusive with him assuming a seat in Syria. Or returning to his home planet. Right. Yes. Correct. Correct. But this is unfortunately also the one that we I feel like we have we do not have a lot of information on. It's it's not as clear cut as even we can. We can well, imagine. I mean, if if he was if he is the mastermind uh, political uh, tactician that this this tactic would lead me to believe he is, yeah. then of course there would be no information on it. So so this theory, the great feint, um, is and uh, uh, this is the cliff notes of it. Obviously, there's a lot more details. Brian Erlacher believed that he if he was elected that night, he would have been assassinated within a month. Um, the stars did say that, by the way. Yes. Yeah, it, it predicted his uh, his rise and his downfall. Um, some believed that his plan was all along always to drop out right as his enemies made themselves clear um, and apparent, and that he would uh, make a break at that point. He would he would feign. He would uh, he would break the ankles of the opponent and go directly for that true end zone. What that end zone could be, we still don't quite know. The governorship of the city. Perhaps. Or the state, rather. Governorship of, the, yeah, the state, the Con city. The Congress. Or of the Cononate of Illinois. <laughs> Certainly. Um, and this is, again, from an anonymous source who uh, who is tied very closely to the Brian Erlacher campaign. Um, whether it's on the field or on the in the forum, Brian, always, uh, Brian is always three steps ahead. Personally, I think he's going for governor. And once again, they did not say whether it was the governor of Illinois or Syria. Or... Uh, I don't know, Latvia. Well, what's the R squared on this one, Kai? Are you ready for the R squared? Yes. All right, let's see. This one was our most compelling theory yet. It just it just makes so much sense. 0. 0.99. It's so compatible with the others. Yeah, yeah. They all they all could work together for a super a super R squared. Um, yeah, it, it makes sense based on what we know about Brian Erlacher, based on all available information and data. Um, yeah, this is the one that that just at the, now we need to say these are all theories. We can't say for 100% certain. Tests still need to be done. We still have interviews to do. We have to you know, do our calculations. Um, but this one seems like the most likely, likely contender. It's the great feint.
Right. And and ultimately, time will tell. Time is the only way that we will tell. And I, for one, am hoping that it it's a tie between theory four and five for me. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that he is off on a um, his uh, a home trip, some sort of uh, vessel in cryo sleep on his way home to say to say hello to Back his, to Krypton. To, to say hello to his loved ones, his birthing vats, um, go pet a star cat or something, uh-huh. and then and then he's on he's gonna come back home and set things right in his in his city, in the city of Chicago. City of Angels. So uh that about does it for the program tonight. I uh do believe before we go though, we have a science of success. Do you wanna do you wanna intro that for us, Kai? Do we? We do. Okay. I'll, I'll do a science. I'll do. I'll, I'll take care of it. Okay, Don't cool. worry. Um, so no, no. Let me do this one. Okay, you so, got it. Yeah. So as science tells us, success is a muscle. Huh, huh. Uh, you need to work it out, isolate it, in order for it to grow. But how? Well, we've collected some of the most scientific theories proposed by real success engineers out there on the new medias, and we are excited to share them with you. <laughs> this one is by one of my, at least my, uh, uh, my personal success coach. The Idea Junkie. Um, he's out there on Twitter as, uh, as as the Idea Junkie, and he had this to say. Uh, so listen up, all of you success uh, you success builders. An employer an employer invited six people for an interview by seven a.m. They were all dressed and sharp before they were all dressed and sharp before the time. He told this interviewer told them to wait and wait. And by 3 p.m., three had left. By 6 p.m., he came out and met only two. Guess what, Rowan? What? Those two, they got the job. After waiting 11 hours. That was the interview. Test of patience. I'm looking at at the science right now. Yes, yes. That was the interview. uh, Test of patience. Um, And the thing is, you got to ask yourself, are you going to be the person that leaves after 20 minutes are you going to be the person that stays for eight hours and leaves at three p.m., or are you going to stay? Are you in it for? Are you in it to win it, and you're willing to stay for eleven hours and finally get that sixty thousand dollars, that sixty k position in this company? Well, that is that is the 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 the, the basis for success. Certainly, uh-huh. one of them, patience. Uh, Cindy, before we let you go, wh- you know um, who had patience? Uh, do you who? Uh, Brian Urlacher, Brian Urlacher has had, clearly has the most patience he, he, he of anyone. He must bide his time. Do you have any um, uh, tips for success um, uh, before Think, we let you go? Any yeah. any any uh, data points in the science of success as we build them up? What do you mean by success? And that's it. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Great. Well, thank you so much for join us, joining us again, Signy. Um, it's always a pleasure to have you on the program. I hope uh, that you can join us soon. I hear there's another book in the works. I'm not really sure what it's about because it's in quantum parse syntax. I can't. I'm still teaching myself how to read that. It's quite difficult. but um, It's impossible. Some say it's impossible. Well, all right. Uh, so with that out of the way, um, Eureka Cast now is thoroughly vetted, fact-checked, and meditated upon through the support of the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Science beneath the Yards Campus on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. We are broadcast every Saturday evening, 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on WLPN LP 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio and simulcast live on twitch.tv slash AWCYFM at that same time. If you'd like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at EurekaCast.org. 
All right, listen up here, citizen scientists. It's now time for me to talk, uh, and I have some important things to say, which includes that you can check us out and leave us a react on the book. Uh, that is facebook.com slash EurekaCast. You can share us on the gram, uh, make us s'mores out of our gram, our Instagram crackers. That's EurekaCast on Insta. And hey, let's go get ratioed over there on Twitter. EurekaCast there as well. You can Dropbox our email at awcyfm at gmail.com. Leave us your top kecks and share with us any epic gamer moments. And of course, if you leave us a hashtag on EurekaCast, I will look at it and I'll be like, heh. And uh, we'll be, uh, uh, we won't be doing anything with them because now <laughs> it's time for us to do our daily docs. Oh, yeah, brought to you by the Chicago Body Project. Brought to you by the Chicago Body Project, the good people over there at Chicago Body Project. Who's our daily docs? Who's our lucky Chicago, past, present, or future Chicagoan um, to uh, get docs for our show? All right, so our daily docs is, is <laughs> going through the spreadsheets. Going through the spreadsheets. All right, it is uh, Dane Miles. Uh, who lives at 2434 South Archer Avenue in Parkport, in the Parkport neighborhood. And he is, I'm, and this is, a, this is a child, this is a person from my heart. He is uh, he is 17 years old, senior in high school, and guess what he's doing right now, Rowan? I, I couldn't possibly guess. He's grinding. He's grinding. He's out there. He's, he's making investments. He is <laughs> cashing in on those investments. Well, that's... that's... He's on the app's... He's on the websites. Well, well, good. And he is making he's some, making some serious money for his sick his sick grandmother. Well, I I hope the grandmother um, does well. Um, very good for Niles. He won't. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing the daily talks cannot do is uh, is precognitions, unfortunately. That's why we have guests like uh, Signe on yeah. the program. Um, but, All right, so uh, thanks out there, uh, Dane. Keep going. Uh, we're sorry about your grandmother, but that, it won't let that let that strengthen you. Let that give you more power. And, and uh, uh, next week. Next <laughs> next week. Bye.